Greetings, everyone, to a new week. Today is April 27th. I am Dr. Ray Mitch, your host, commentator, and otherwise known as the Doc. I am uh, here to start a new week. I am thankful to be here and to be able to spend some time with you over the last or over the next 15 to 20 minutes or so and to look ahead. And uh, I have mentioned the last time that we were talking about uh, the silent retreats and and some of the things that uh, uh, were percolating in the back of my head and waiting to be actually implemented. And I am here to tell you that there is actually a place that if you feel so inclined to support a student uh, to go on a silent retreat this fall, uh, now you have a place to do that. Uh, It can be found at uh, drmitch.com and you click on the the, uh, link that is labeled CCU and go down to silent retreats and you will actually see a place we have started or I have started uh, that I suppose you might call that the royal we, but we I I did it again, didn't I? Um, I have started a GoFundMe site to allow us to raise the funds to support um, twenty students, ten in the fall, ten in the spring, to attend a silent retreat this year, and allow us to have uh, a couple different facilitators. Uh, myself is would be one of them. I have a collaborator in Dr. Bill Saxby, who has been part of my uh, leadership team uh, with the silent retreats for the last five years, six years, something like that. And he has been a valuable addition to the team. Uh, having a group of 10 students, uh, one leader, it can't possibly meet all of their needs and be available to them at all times. And so having two leaders is, is uh, some might will look at that and say, well, that's a luxury. And I would say it's an absolute necessity in so many ways, uh, simply because uh, there are, there's more than one voice that is uh, interacting and supporting and encouraging and uh, things that Dr. Saxby can say that I, I, I don't. And there are things that certainly I say that he wouldn't. So uh, it, it is in the, as Proverbs reminds us regularly, it is in the plethora of counselors there is wisdom. And that certainly is the case with this. So if you're interested and you would like to support some students over the next year, fall 2021, or 2020, I'm sorry, and the spring of 2021, please jump on that, that site and, and make a donation. Uh, that would be immensely helpful for students that can't possibly afford the, the uh, uh, fees that come along with doing a retreat like this. And, uh, and that would, we would be ever so thankful, ever so grateful that God would move your heart in that regard. So here we are at a new week. And uh, I wanted to turn my attention almost entirely in these last two weeks. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Uh, 
I'm going to have to be convinced to continue on. And so if you're listening and, and uh, uh, you've heard some things that are encouraging to you and things that, that I'm saying that might uh, help guide uh, your journey through life and you want to hear more, uh, please let me know. Please hit the website or, or uh, respond to uh, the page itself that is set up for this podcast that I'm calling Love You Later Bye Podcast, the Psych Monologues. And uh, it's a, a uh, opportunity for, uh, not that I'm pleading or that I uh, need your input or anything like that. I'm passionate enough about this material that I'm happy to do it. Uh, at the same time, it is no small commitment to do something like this. And uh, I, 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 I am prone to uh, hedge my bets, as most people are against doing something that nobody is really all that interested in anyway. Uh, I have already spent uh, a good decade of processing my thoughts and so forth in my blog on that same website, and I will probably continue to do so. But doing something like this is doing something that Brene Brown refers to as daring greatly, is to go into the arena and actually... Uh, float and talk about the ideas that I have in regards to life and living and facing the losses that we have because that gives depth and meaning to even life itself. So be that as it may, over the next uh, five to ten editions uh, uh, or episodes of this website, I want to turn my attention almost entirely to some of the key themes that have been part of my teaching with the seniors that are getting ready to move into <clears throat> a new chapter in their lives. And uh, obviously, uh, the people that are listening into a podcast like this probably are not all seniors in college. At the same time, my, my suspicion is, is that the things that I might talk about might have some wisdom to apply to anybody living life and deciding or even despairing of the way life is right now. I, uh, I, I read a lot of different blogs and sources about the world that we are living in right now and I will turn my attention here to the key theme that I want to focus on tonight, but I wanted to say something about this first. And it, it was a actually an article in Com Computer World uh, entitled Windows into the Future. And there was one phrase in there that caught my attention because the reality is, is that we, we, we have been bombarded by this phrase, a new normal with the assumption that the old normal is inherently bad. Now, that may or may not be the case with the speakers that are saying that. But we have to get accustomed to a new normal. And the writer of this article said something that I thought was very, very profound. Because essentially he said, in regards to this idea of the new normal, that... 
it and and again, it's kind of looking back in time, but he said it's a world we weren't experiencing fully before the outbreak and now miss. I thought, wow, that is incredibly profound in the sense that we are wistful and uh, thinking in pretty idealistic terms of the normal that we have left behind when we weren't all that engaged in it anyway. And I think I've mentioned this before about the whole idea of old normal versus new normal and all the things that come along with that with social distancing and and wearing masks and which is a whole nother topic I might add. Um, but the world that we came from, which we are now getting very wistful about, is a world that we weren't all that engaged in anyway. We were distracted by social media and texts and emails and everything else, which we still are, but it is seemingly condensed and compacted into the time that we spend at home or in other places. And that's a part of what leads me into this main theme, if you will, that I want to spend a little time talking about in the time that I have remaining. And that is that the journey matters. It actually matters. In a lot of cases, particularly in the Christian world, our tendency is to look to the horizon of the heaven that is waiting for us rather than the world that we're living in. And in a lot of people that I've met, including myself, that when I look so far to the horizon, I forget entirely about living in the now. And the, the thing that I would remind people of that are listening is that we can experience, I would say, even uh, immerse ourselves in eternal life even now. And the thing I would point people to, particularly people that are coming from the Christian worldview or Christian faith, is that Jesus said to his disciples, which you got to remember, they were listening into his high priestly prayer. And his high priestly prayer was the end of an intimate evening of last things that were being said. And he said, this is eternal life that they may know me and the Christ that you have sent. If he's going to say something like that, then that essentially means, if you will, that we can experience eternal life now in our relationship with Jesus. And I might add, because of the community that we've been placed in, in the relationships that we have with one another. We can experience the kind of community that is going to be perfect in heaven, but we can experience that kind of community even now. And it's not just the mountaintops that point to that kind of community. I would suggest to you that the valleys that we go through, which is where this connective piece comes in with the losses we experience, but it's in the valleys that we find a 
find out about the true commitment of our friends. The ones that say, I, I'm okay, I, I don't, I'm not really sure I'm up for this kind of shadow and darkness and all this kind of stuff. You go, go on ahead and let me know when you work it out. And I'll meet you on the other side as we climb into this mountaintop experience. But you see, valleys reflect and reveal things about us that we would never otherwise see. Because the nature of mountaintops is we are taken by the world around us and all the things we can see, but we never end up reflecting on the nature of what we are and the things that are going on with, within us. The one thing I would point out to my seniors, and I would point out to anyone, really, is that the things that we find out about ourselves in the valleys are the very things that actually allow us the standing to connect to other people around us. You see, it's not all the great things that we do, all the great things that we know, all the great people that we might know that really set us apart or even connects us to other people. It's the things that we have found out about ourselves in that valley that we're willing to actually talk about that connects us to other people. Because then they say to themselves, oh, maybe I'm not so alone as I thought I was in this valley. And we can look at them and say, nope, you're not alone. Me too. I experienced that too. Because what happens now is every bit as important in terms of determining the future as looking toward the future and trying to make decisions uh, based on that. And that's, I, I, I am not even beginning to say anything about how easy or hard that is. Actually, it is very hard. Because I'll tell you, I, I grew up as an only kid. And my dad, my, part of my story is my dad died when I was 12. And I lived only for the future because it was the only thing that provided me with any sense of hope. The present never did. And so I was always looking to the future, always looking to the horizon because it's only there where hope lives. But what I missed in the present and the people that God had populated my life with is hope lived in my relationships with the people around me who communicated to me in some small voice the value that I had, even in God's eyes. And that's a key theme, I think, worth considering when we're talking about looking to the future. That's a, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. We have to plan. We have to keep our options out in front of us. We, we have to move forward. That's all good stuff. But oftentimes we end up using that as a distraction from the nature of the relationships we have right now. And I, that is so ingrained, at least in me, that I, 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 I tend to even forget about 
the things that are going on right now and what it even means to relish the richness of what I experience. Let me give you just a quick example and I'll move to some kind of conclusion, hopefully. But it wasn't all that long ago that um, I, I have the unique experience of, of having having a birthday that is at, uh, the, right next to the same day as my oldest grandson. He's a St. Patrick's Day baby, and um, I am the day before. And I, for his birthday, because of his love for basketball, which is truly a great kid who really knows the true values in life, I will tell you that right now. Being somebody who grew up in Indiana and in, in the Hoosier mentality, this kid is growing up the right way. So all that being said, he, he has a love for basketball. And so all of us chipped in and we bought him a basketball hoop. And as part of his birthday celebration, we were all out on the driveway playing basketball, shooting hoops. And, and this is just like, this is back to the future for me. I, I grew up living for basketball. And one of my daughters said to me, are, are you realizing the depth of what is happening right now? It is you with your grandsons and your son-in-laws playing basketball all together. And quite honestly, it completely blew right past my I was so immersed in the, the experience that was going on at the time. I had not stepped away long enough to relish what was actually going on there. And I, I, I don't mean to make this sound more important than it is or more profound than it is. But to me, looking back at that even now, which was only three weeks ago, that's eternal life. Not just what Jesus saved me for, but that's a taste of the kind of community God is offering us right now. Not sometime in the by and by, not sometime in the future, but right now. And that's a remarkable thing that we can look at and experience and relish. And I, because of where I've come from, I don't relish that nearly enough, nearly enough. So that's the first theme, is that the journey matters. It's not just about the destination, it's about the journey. And it includes all the people that are journeying with me that allow me to experience what God intended in the community that we express in our relationships with one another. And that's a remarkable journey for sure. So the journey matters. That's the first theme. The next one we're going to hit tomorrow is you can't lead someone somewhere that you've never visited. But that's for tomorrow. And that's a teaser, I think that's what they say in this in this world of podcasting, um, uh broadcasting, whatever it is that we're calling this thing. So I invite you back for that. 
I will spend some time talking a little bit more about that. It actually connects up with something that I finished last week with, and that is a discussion of the heart and how important it actually is within uh, the, the, the context of our journey. So that is it for tonight. I will sign off. I am Dr. Ray Mitch, your host. Thank you so much for joining me for an evening with Love You Later by the podcast. I hope you join me again tomorrow night. Please check out the resources. Please check out the website, drmitch.com, and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tell other people if there's some kernel of truth or something encouraging here that you can pass on to somebody else please pass it along. Um, That would uh, broaden the platform to allow my students, not they were not my possessions, but my students to be able to experience a silent retreat that in a lot of cases completely changes their life and the nature of their relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's very much a part of all the teaching that I do since I have joined the academy. That sounds so official. So, thank you for joining me. I look forward to uh, seeing you, not seeing you, being here again. Same time, same place, tomorrow night. Until then, blessings.